ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens of all shapes, sizes, colors, ages, and those visiting from the shadow realm that wish to listen to our podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the internet's most hated mafia-themed geek podcast, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It is I, the one, the only Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, a.k.a. this show's frontman and main host. Yeah, I know, it's a Friday episode, a kind of, sort of, weird thing that we do on this show, but uh, let me uh, address the uh, folks living in the United States like I do um, for a moment out there. I know because we uh, tend to get a lot of listeners from around the world, but I'm addressing to the folks that live here in North America, mainly the United States. Uh, I hope all of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and you snagged some great deals this Black Friday. Uh, that being said, uh, I if you want to kind of talk to us and let us know how your Thanksgiving went if you participated in Thanksgiving and you got some juicy tales you want to share with us in regards to that or if you got some juicy tales or you want to share with us your Black Friday deals that you snagged you could easily email that stuff to us at longcoatmafia at gmail.com or uh, leave a uh, send us a DM on our Twitter or uh, a comment on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the Long Coat Mafia Podcast. All the links are in the description down below. And uh, next time me and Sasha meet, we'll be more than happy to read your emails and your comments on the air and even discuss them between us. So now, uh, in regards to today's episode why are we doing a friday episode when we kind of sort of don't really do that unless uh the muse kind of let us know that we need to record something and put something out on a friday uh the main reason is that when we recorded this past sunday it was uh, uh an episode that was close to three hours long yes i understand that episode that i put out on wednesday was close to three hours long but the conversation me and Sasha had was about two hours long, and what you're about to hear is the remainder of that conversation. Um, minus, I said, uh, I won't say minus, including the snippet of the intro that uh, I kind of copied and pasted for this episode. And you notice that the ending for this episode is similar to the one that we I put in the Wednesday episode. Um, the reason why I also kind of cut them in between is that, uh, uh, I wanted our, me and Sasha's conversation in regards to, uh, because the bulk of it was convention drama between two, two vendors and a bunch of, uh, us talking about Chris Chan and Boogie2988 and that particular drama and, you know, the updates with Chris Chan. I wanted to give all that its own episode, and that was the bulk of what you hear, heard on Wednesday. And because, uh, and not to mention this way, you could hear our reviews uh, in regards to uh, indie movies that kind of went under the radar, and you could hear the dedication, uh, the rest of the podcast in regards to 
us talking about Five Nights at Freddy's and uh, a whole lot more. So, uh, not to mention Rick and Morty. So, uh, what more can I say? But hey, George, would you kindly hit the button, please, so we could get today's episode started? Thank you, man. We'll be right back with more of the Long Coat Mafia podcast. Shock and terror with Sasha, the Princess of Darkness, and Chris, the Martinsburg Madman, in Sasha After Dark, the podcast of darkness reboot. Dramatic. Buzz! We're back, and I should say this, um, that's Sasha, the Princess of Darkness, herself, in full glory, and I am the Reverend Godfather, aka the Martinsburg Madman. Welcome to our show. Uh, Sasha, see, uh, folks on Sasha's OnlyFans, see, prior to everybody else, all of you out there on audio platforms get to listen to us, and eventually you'll see this on our side eventually sometime down the road don't forget to support us um by subscribing to sasha future sasha sitting there going no no yeah, yeah no no so uh, subscribe to sasha's only fans if not her youtube channel if you're listening to this episode links are in the description down below if you're listening to us on uh other platforms don't forget to like subscribe leave a comment leave a uh uh depending on the platform leave a review um, please make it good if it's on apple podcasts i don't care what your review is it helps the algorithms so make sure you click on the that. ads because we're not monetized so they can't take our ad sense away if we don't have any right um tip sauce if you're watching on uh only fans tip sauce's channel because that supports the show and on our end, uh, I'll deal with that on the after show with the updates and all that in regards to how you can support us. But like, comment, subscribe, obey, subscribe, and snort dubby. Me and Sasha have a lot to talk about. And uh, don't worry, I'll be able to last until the whenever it's over. I'll have the munchies then and uh, all that. So what else can we talk about? Let me we look got the list. We got, we got the, the list. Laundry list. We got the laundry list. Somebody's got to keep a list around here. Uh, we talked about. Let's bring this up. We talked. It's reloading. My plan B is my plan A. Okay. <laughs> and my plan B is just wing it. I <laughs> see. We talked about uh, the Ren Fair. We talked about uh, the don't eat the gum and the Craig Blake shit. Uh, okay, we can swing back to my side of things and if we if you don't mind before we talk about the communal stuff that we both probably seen and all that uh, one of which is uh the Kihuai Kwan um I won't say incident but uh the gentleman known as K I'm probably butchering his name uh, please forgive me uh in regards to that folks at home but uh Short I round data. Short round data. I I don't mean this man any disrespect in the lightest. Latest. Uh, some of you might know him from the movie uh, Everything Everywhere at Once, which I have yet to see, and I will. Uh, I am. It's on my voodoo. It's on Sasha's voodoo, and I'm uh, my uh, show's account on Xbox is 
uh, connected to her account, which I have to watch. But I will say this gentleman, uh, bless his heart, stole every goddamn scene he was in in Loki season two. He stole every goddamn scene. And he was the, one of the best characters that... Um, he pulled it off. He pulled off his character. Say what you want about the Marvel Universe. Say what you want about Loki season two. Uh, he pulled it off. He pulled off his character. He plays the, like a data esque character in a way. Uh, and the way how everything is set up in the show, it yeah, he has this forgetful quote like, "Wait a minute, I did? Yeah, you did. Here's the plan." <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And and it, he's so humbled in the show, but it it it's perfect for him. Um, I'd say if you have Disney Plus, check it out just to watch him do what he uh does best being a humble actor. Um though I will say this, um, if you have to see Uncle Tony to see season two, see it. I will not be renewing my Disney Plus account uh at at the end of this month, because I ain't paying $160 for a year of Disney Plus. I don't give a rat's ass. Well, Not that much. I'm going to I'm gonna throw a interesting curb into that, because you know how they also own Hulu? Yeah. Hulu and Disney Plus are combining here soon. So if you have one or the other, you automatically have the other. So I, I know they were pushing that shit... Um, Earlier this year, because uh, my because for the longest time I was letting them use my Netflix, uh, they had their own profile and all that fun jazz, and uh, to kind of recuperate or re to help you know tit for tat, call it what you want. Uh, they're like, hey, we got Hulu. Do you want you know here's who my Hulu login? And after maybe about two months, three months. Uh, the password didn't work. And when I tried to log in, oh, you need one particular password between X and Y. And it's just now that uh, Disney is taking up the same stance as Netflix is that, hey, if you're sharing your password, that's a big no-no. You so, bad. <laughs> it's like, you're a bad, bad man, you know since I'm barely watching uh, Disney as it is, you could go like Netflix, go fuck yourself too. So sit and spin. I'm going to sit and, sit and spin. So, or as I like to say, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> sit, uh, sit on spin on a very large prickly water bottle that doesn't have our sticker on it. So, nor does it have dubbies because dubby. Nor has dubbies. Snorting is fine. Uh, <laughs> But that <laughs> um, the other thing I, I want to talk about, uh, we could use it as a lead into the main topic that we both kind of, and we'll save the other thing for maybe the tail end uh, of everything. Is that a? Because I know you said it the last time we were uh, talking in regards to recording a podcast, and that is uh, underrated movies, so to speak, mm. and. Um, let me say, I figured this, I didn't know when you want to start that bit and all that, but this kind of feels like it comes in under that, and it kind of 
fills in what we uh, kind of our both our shows uh, core values and sharing independent cinema. And granted, a lot of the independent cinema that is out there is mostly horror related. Uh, This is horror related. Right. Uh, Let me put it like this. Uh, The movie is called The Jester. Please do not uh, confuse it. I'll put it like this. Do not confuse it with John Johnson's The Jester. Um, because many years ago, uh, I, you could hear it on the uh, rehash that we or reissue that we put out a few weeks ago, uh, where we talked with John Johnson about his film, The Jester. Uh, his, his is his own take on it. This is something different. This is a different person's take on it where um john johnson's was maybe closer to i want to say 2010 this is this movie is closer to 2023 it came out i think this year it stars a gentleman or it one of the actors in this film is someone both me and sasha know it that is jesse l green he who is mm-hmm. a very wonderful guy uh he is a character in and upon himself um I think I shared an interview with of him back during our anniversary month. So please go back in our audio back catalog and see see for that. Uh, search for that episode and give it a listen. And if you're listening to on Spotify and or Good Pods, please rate it, review it, and share it. So uh, this, let me say this. Did I enjoy the jester? Uh, or this version of the gesture? Yes, I did. It had a very uh, terrifier feel to it. That that's the best way I can ex- describe it. It had that feel. It, no relation to the terrifier, but it had that feel. Where the this was an evil. Where terrifier, it was uh, just a guy in a clown makeup doing slasher things. This was an evil entity paranormal entity that was in a way doing good yet doing evil uh meaning if you, you do uh, both. it uh, yeah it, it there's some there was no real backstory of what the gestor is doing but you could kind of figure out that if you didn't resolve issues that caused you, this entity to p- appear to you, it would kill you. But um, if not to mention, it seemed to have a, its own sense of moral code. Hmm. Um, think uh, the best way I could describe it is kind of like a John Wick moral code, meaning if you don't fuck with it, it's not going to fuck with you. With you. Um, meaning if you're like, hey, how's it? Go- hey could cost him and he gave a fist bump it'll give you a fist bump back and both of you will be on your merry way you'd be unscathed but you'd had that brush with this evil entity entity that's it uh but if you did something nefarious to like try to mug this entity it would kill your ass right off the bat but for them it's it's a weird moral code um like it saw a kid being a dick in regards to taking way too much Halloween candy and that his uh, brother or friend was like, Hey, that's, that's not right. What you're doing is not right. The gesture was pretty much like, 
you could tell, even though this the character Jester was a silent character, it was like, kid's got a point. You know what? I'm taking candy out of your bag and I'm putting him in here. And But eventually, he scares the two kids off, but he doesn't hurt the kids. He's just like, I'm dealing justice here. I am being evil, but I'm not being evil. Malevolent. Malevolent. Uh, there's going to be malevolence only when somebody wants it's to play fuck around and find out. Yeah. Uh, it it was... Um, is it worth the rental? Yes, it's worth the rental. It's worth the watch. Um, there, it, It's... The go- blood and gore is not that... It's there, but it's not that bad. Uh, it's not like watching the Terrifier where you see somebody get cut in half in a way. Uh, but it, there is gore. There is a story. Uh, it is worth the rental. It's worth the heck. It's worth the if you're into indie horror like me and Sasha, it is worth the purchase. Um, Sasha, you ha- I'm sure you have my pass login and password for Voodoo. It, it's there. Uh, check it out if you got a chance. So. And certainly will. If I had to, if you know, basically recommend a uh, underrated horror film, and of course I'm going to go mainstream. Why, why, why stick? You know, to just indie, because um, there are many a mainstream horror films that are horribly, horribly underrated. Um, I would have to go with Brain Scan, and a lot of people don't know about Brain Scan. Um, it's a, a early '90s. Uh, movie based on um, a kid played by Edward Furlong who's got like this humongous crush on his next door neighbor obsessed with horror and, and he reads in a horror magazine about the latest experiment and ultimate terror you can get this CD game called you know brain scan and he plays the game except the game and reality kind of blur and he's kind of haunted by a very similar jester kind of character that we just talked about and you're not sure what's real and what's not and he's slowly getting accused of murders in his neighborhood because the murders that happen in the game are happening in real life and it is a very interesting movie yes it kind of ends on a cliche ending um because the disc gets passed on to his teacher that's judgmental about horror movies but it's still kind of left in the gray if he was actually killing people or not. And it's a very interesting early 90s take on those video games calls violence. And I I don't believe that personally, um, but this movie takes that concept that adds like a real element of horror to it because the murders that are happening in the game are possibly happening for real. I think I uh, I didn't see it, but it rings a bell in a way i might have seen the title run come across my uh netflix feed when i was at had netflix or I, it's come across my feed i'm sure it's probably on shutter or someplace um uh, but the jester character that's like the host of the game very menacing he has a very freddy krueger element and watching it now you're like why did this not become a franchise because the game's clearly getting passed along there's other people who have ordered the game and i love the fact that the game is ordered via telephone and it just shows up and like think about how we can get games today you could rent them online or you can hop on amazon and have them next day shipped to your house and 
it's an eerie foretelling of the future and virtual reality and the blurring between reality and artificial intelligence and then violence and gaming. And I think it's, it's a good story. And it's a shame because like the, the actor that kind of portrays like the host of the game that kind of manifests to taunt the main character, he could have been the next Freddy Krueger. And the guy was actually like a stage performer and a mime and didn't have a Hollywood career before that. And sadly, this is his only film credit. Wow. Is it, it, you don't see a lot of that. And it's very rare that you see a someone that's not really a evil protagonist or protagonist like that, whether it be a protagonist or hell a hero that is dead silent throughout the whole run i think uh well he's not silent the jester the jester in the game is not silent but it's interesting because he's kind of helping the player which is edward furlong you know john connor from t2 along in trying the game and there's gets to points where it's like look you're going to get caught by the cops if you don't start hiding evidence. Oh, you killed your best friend. Oh, there's body parts of him up in the freezer. You need to get rid of that home slice. <laughs> and it's even got, um, what's his name? Uh, was in Lord of the Rings, was a major hammer horror guy, uh, Christopher Lee? Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. Yep, he plays like the police detective that's on Edward Furlong's ass. And it's good. Hand it to Christopher Lee, man. Christopher, <laughs> uh, rest his soul. I'm sure he passed away a good many years ago. I think he was like last time I heard he was like 95, 96. The dude was, like, was uh, the model for James Bond because he knew Ian Fleming. Yeah, he he and, he was a horror incarnate when it came to horror Hammer films. Like this is a guy who literally has played Dracula as much as he's played Van Helsing. Okay, the guy was good, and he had a death metal band. Yeah, <laughs> here's one of the, uh, one of the few people I remember. It pops up on my feed every now and again in regards to, uh, like behind the scenes for Lord of the Rings and the stabbing. About yeah, like the stabbing that's is not like how a person he, he's reacts the one who's like that's not, not how per- reacting to a stabbing. He's like, I'm the director. He's like, yeah, but the thing is, uh. I've, I've done, done it before. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, then I had a very long conversation about some clandestine things he did in World War II, which I will not repeat here. <laughs> like, fuck. Wait, Mr. Lee, uh, you win. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. And... I mean, somebody who can literally play both Dracula and Van Helsing already has it in spades in my book. We're, we're, we're also talking about a gentleman when it came to the animated movie, The Last Unicorn, he pretty much like, yeah, I want to do this, but this speech has to be in the movie. Yep. This speech that the the count, um, the count, I think you played, has to be in the movie. And dude, what are you gonna do? It's Christopher fucking Lee, you know? <laughs> Go tell him no. <laughs> no, <laughs> he'll stab you in the back. Back. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's done it. He'll do it again. He, he did. It's like, if that's the only condition other than paying you, Mr. Lee, then we'll do it. But Yeah. And it made the movie better. And it made a movie. Yeah. He knew he what he was to doing. to the guy. 
but check out brain scan I, I know like a lot of people must have saw it back in the video store back in the day it's a cult film because there's only so many few of us that know about it but it is so good and it's one of those movies where you're like why was this not franchised because it still hit when edward furlong was still relevant um christopher lee great on the point on the nose the whole debate on video games and violence you know and those movies make violent people and the 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 movie itself basically says no people have to make that decision themselves you know and the thing Uh, is especially since it was the mid 90s it was you could say it was the precursor to the ring before the ring yeah in a way and it was a CD-based game. And let's be honest, like in the early 90s, yes, there was a lot of CD-based games, but nothing with that quality of graphics. And like anybody who played like CD games were used to those full motion video point and click games, right. which were just wretch at the time, especially if you had a Sega CD. But then you see what the PlayStation did later on and you're like, wow, this movie kind of predicted that, you know? And it's 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 poignant it's timely it doesn't matter if you're a gamer or not but if you're into horror you're into gaming and you just love fucking christopher watch this movie give it yeah give it a watch i I might have to find out where it is uh in the price on it uh hopefully it's on like shutter or tubi or free it was last time i watched it was on shutter because it's it's one of them cult classics that occasionally gets reprinted by like severin or all of films were scream and shout factory. It's always something like that. And I was thinking about that. I, I we'll get into folks. We'll get into FNAF in a, in a sec. It's just one of those, ex, uh, something I was thinking about the other night. It brought back, uh, because it's November. Uh, I had my mom, my mom passed, uh, well over 10 years ago, like late, uh, late October, uh, early November. And one of the memories that popped in uh, was what happened. uh, I don't know when the last time you were here in Martinsburg area, other than visiting me at my nine to five, but uh, you know where uh, basically it's going down route 11. Like if past lows you're going down by that major plaza that's yeah i know where uh, you're at. uh that used to have the lows there mm-hmm. you know but um a little ways down they have a smaller plaza which had a uh has battery mart store in it it had dollar general and had a couple other stores and one of the places that they had in there was a store called uh Big Al's. And Big Al. The only reason why it brings up, because I keep thinking about the South Park character, Big Gay Al. Um, no, it, I, Sasha is allowed to call me out, but it, it just, that's what how I remember it. Um, in the front part of the store, they had uh, movies that, like Sasha would say, you know, reprint movies, VHS tapes that uh, were reprints from you know hey it's this movie it's this movie it heck it's where i found my copy of killer clowns from outer space space. walmart didn't have it walmart didn't have it uh target didn't have it kmart didn't have it 
this run-of-the-mill hole-in-the-wall store had it. So it was the case of shut up and take my money, please. Yep. But in the back, not even the back eighth of the store, we're talking maybe about from uh, left to right, maybe about 25 feet and maybe about uh, 15 feet from wall to wall was their porno section. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Uh, and, and I say that because one day, because, and every time my mom wanted to walk into that particular Dollar General, I'd pop in, beg Alice to see if they had anything new, anything that I wanted to pick up, especially if I had a couple of bucks in my pocket. Did I go in the back into the porno section? Hey, if you've been curious, you go back in the porno section just to see what they have. Everybody's hugging. <laughs> Everybody's hugging. <laughs> now, did it have a beaded you... curtain? Tell me it had a beaded curtain. No, it it was like a little bit of an L. Okay. Corner me. It had like a little doorway. Every mom and pop video store that I'd ever been as a kid always had a beaded curtain. And ever since then, I always think something wild and crazy is going on behind beaded curtains. And most times I go across the beaded curtain, I'm never surprised. You know. <laughs> now, their, the, the, the counter that they had to check out was like half the counter was in the, the adult section. The other uh, counter was in the uh, normal section. And the final time that I went into Big Al's, I noticed that they started to have a lot of the sexy lingerie in the front. And I was like, huh, they're, they're converting it all to adult stuff. It, good chance they're not going to have the stuff that anything new or interesting that I'm looking for. So I spent maybe about five minutes in the front part and I left to go to Dollar General. And because my mom was about four foot ten, not even five foot even. Things mm. synced up where good chance when I was looking for her, we passed each other, meaning she was on one side of the aisle. I was I was on the other side of the aisle that I didn't notice her. Not to mention she's five, maybe not even four foot eleven. I'm looking around Dollar General, not seeing her. I'm like, I'll just go out by the car and I'll wait for her there. No sooner did I hit the car, she's coming out of Big Owls. Yeah. And she's like do you know they sell porn in there? I went, yeah. <laughs> she said, I went looking for you and they have porn in there. I'm like, I know, Mom. How long did you go back there? Yeah, briefly, because I was fucking curious. What? I didn't know they sold stuff like that. I went, oh, dear God, Mom. <laughs> you just lost, lost your innocence by going in there to and find... <laughs> it's like, there are Mom, worse ways weird. to lose your innocence. I like, Mom, I wish I was in there just to see your fucking face, the look on your face, to see some of the stuff that they had in that bag. <laughs> Somebody once asked the, you know, the, the artist Paul Pope about how he felt about his loss of innocence. You know what his statement was? What? I think I overpaid. <laughs> and, and just like, it's like, why did you go in the back, Mom? She was like, well, I, I didn't see you in the front, and I asked the cashier if uh, uh, if she saw you. She's like, well, he could be in the back here, uh, back section, and that's where I wanted him. Oh, crap. 
<laughs> so it's not funny. I said, yes, it's funny. It's it it, funny. it's hysteric. It's funny. It's like, don't tell him. Like, yeah, yeah. Good chance I'm going to be talking. <laughs> uh, it could be worse. I, when I speak to my uncle uh, this upcoming Thanksgiving, I'm going to be telling him that story. So, hey, Uncle Bob, you want you want something? You want? I know you're with family right now. How about a smile? I'm going to tell you a story about your sister, my mom. <laughs> you're going to want to hear this. <laughs> Don't You'll put me on it. speaker. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> you might there get a smile go. out of it. Family bonding. Mm-hmm. So what do we got left? Just you um, know, five nights at Freddy's? Five Nights and Freddy's and uh, uh, Rick and Morty. Okay. Well, we drop Rick, into Rick uh, and Morty. We'll 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 we'll, late, we'll we'll let the FNAFers wait until the very end. Very end. We'll save that for part two. We'll hint at it. Now um, I haven't uh, watched the new season yet. Um, I, I've seen like the trailer with the new voices, and I'm just kind of like, eh, like I I got to see it in action. So uh, Chris, Chris here, I guess, has already sampled some of the episodes. And yeah, I have. I'm up that. to uh, thanks to Voodoo and uh, the episodes being that my eyes can't really tell the difference between standard and high def and all that fucking shit. So yeah, um, I go the cheap route and I get the uh, the standard version of everything. But still, it's still the episode. Uh, I have everything or watched everything up until the current episode, which is episode five. Uh, the voices are slightly different, but if you don't have the ear for what you know, voice actors, meaning I know some people could tell uh, when like different Billy West Muppets. is, yeah, like with the Muppets or. Um, if you know the artist like Tara Strong or uh, Billy West, uh, they could people could tell who you know without looking at the credits. Oh, that's Tara Strong voicing that character, or that's Billy West talk, voicing that character. Uh, there is, but if you don't know that, you, you could barely unless you're playing uh, one with the original voice actor, like. Side by side, and me side by side, you're not really going to notice a difference. Um, but all in all, it it doesn't really hurt the quality of the episode. But the fans are having an outrage for it. Uh, I I've, I've enjoyed the season so far, and uh, to quasi spoil, not spoil, uh, episode five is for those who haven't seen it yet is the episode with Evil Morty in it. So you might want to check it out. It there's uh they have a few like a lot of seasons. They have a lot of uh, so far a few good episodes, a few bad episodes. But I've enjoyed the Evil Morty episode, so I'm not going to spoil exactly what happens in that episode. But there is a lot of war drop in regards to it. So good. So hopefully that turns out. And hopefully it turns out, and hopefully things. We have like two episodes, or uh, at least I think two episodes left. So, and it all depends at on how they do a whole mid-season bullshit. Uh, I doubt that. I think it's not going. I think it's just going to be seven episodes, and they're planning on uh, not doing a mid-season drop or anything like that. It's uh. what they're thinking of. A lot of fans are speculating is that 
it's going to be like uh, I think season six or season five where uh, where both Rick and Morty went their separate ways for a little while, and it was in essence one big episode, but they split it to two separate episodes, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But we'll see when the episodes drop, if and when uh, the folks behind the seasons are uh, behind the show actually do it. All right. And before one last thing before we go into uh, 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 the FNAF. I was this old when I realized the same I and I'm saying it in the nicest way possible. The same fuckers that brought us the Feltmation Santa Claus movies and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer also gave us Thundercats. Yeah, rank it best. Fuck you too, traitor. <laughs> rank and Bass also gave us The Last Dinosaur and Conundrum and Toho. There's a head fuck for you. They were responsible for an Americanized Toho adventure flick that had American cast as well as Japanese cast. And it was about a hunting party that goes to take out the last uh, dinosaur hidden up in Antarctica or something like that. And it's got a main character named Mastin Thrust. And all I got to say is that 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 dude missed an opportunity to be a porn star. He looks hideous, but he would have been okay for the 70s, because everybody in the 70s, that was a big star back, were hideous-looking chuds. (laughs) So yes, if you're a hideous-looking chud, you may have a chance at being a 70s porn star. Work on your time machine now. (laughs) I missed my calling. Shit. Gotta have a good name. You gotta have a good name. I'm going back to the travel. You might be able to steal that one. I'm going back. If uh, time channel uh, right now, back in the seventies, even the sixties, you could fake an identity back then. That's that's no problem. You just show a mask and thrust. <laughs> You're hired just on your name alone. <laughs> Harry Master Thrust. Hired. <laughs> knowing knowing my dumb luck. Yeah, we have this nice upcoming artist for you to uh, uh, have fun with. Oh, really? What's her name? Miss Lords. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Would be my luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Such things happen. Either that or I'll be the first motherfucker. You, you know she's not 18, right? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> anyway, it is the 70s. <laughs> right. For those of you who know, you know. Oh. Now, time for the peak resistance. Yes. What Five some of you have of waited the whole episode. Heck, maybe depending on how I want to cut this episode, because some of you want that fixed. Um, you waited until Friday for the episode. Uh Five Nights at Freddy's. I got a chance to see it because my poor... Once I realized it was on Peacock, I was like, thank freaking God. I didn't have to go to the theater to see it. But it it's was better on the Peacock. Theater. I won't it's... lie. It was a better theater experience because we were surrounded by fans. 
I'll I'll say this. I I seen the uh, when it was that wave hit on TikTok, folks bring posters. I'm talking size of like pillows posters of Markiplier to the film and putting it, those posters on like the lower corner of the uh, the screen just so they could have a Markiplier experience while watching the film. Yeah, because um, he was absent, but he's filming his uh, movie version of Iron Lung, and that's why. Sadly. Maybe he'll make an appearance in the sequel. Two. Yep, we are getting two, two more two, movies. Two. And uh, it was uh, I was probably one of the I'm sure the fans probably noticed him, but uh, seeing Matt Pat part of the movie, yep. uh, I think and the taxi driver Markiplier, was also a YouTuber. I think uh, I didn't recognize the uh, uh, taxi driver. I would have recognized my, my, my um, kid did so, and so did the audience. So I kind of got a backwards education. Matt Pat, I recognized right away. Yeah. Well, it's just the theory, and it's like seriously, <laughs> yeah. I, I, if he didn't say it, we would have been pissed. Um, yes. I think with both Mark, it, if it wasn't for Markiplier and Matt Pat. I think, and probably a few other YouTubers, uh, FNAF would not have been as big as it was, probably. I don't know. I, I remember my, my kid getting into the game, um, like the very first game, and it wasn't just MatPat in the beginning, because like, there was Let's Plays, and people were finding yeah. the secrets, and then Willow was finding the secrets, and the books came out, the comics came out, and it was horror, and it's like, yo, hey, I get to share an interest with my kid. And I kind of got addicted to the series through them because I saw their excitement. You know how that kind of feeds into each other. And it's like, all right, cool. Right. You know, I'm glad that you're into this trippy, weird kitty murder ripoff of uh, the uh, children's gambling parlor ran by a uh, rat whose name we won't mention. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it the, did it do a good job with everything? It being PG thirteen, yes, yeah. That, so. Sadly, it's not wasn't rated R. Uh, shucks, uh, but but you wanted to sell to the kids. You, you got to sell to the kids. You got because that's where the audience was. Uh, they did a good job with it. They uh, went hard. They still went hard. They went hard. They did definitely did a hard PG thirteen with it. They didn't um, dial back. They didn't dial back. Uh, Considering, uh, it, folks, if you want to see, uh, uh, like an R-rated version of it, uh, I, I can't speak happen. for Sasha. Um, it probably if uh, there's probably an R-rated cut, and it'll probably be released on like Voodoo or something like that, Blu-ray or Amazon. But if you, for the moment, if you want an R-rated fix of a version of that, uh, I recommend Willie's Wonderland. Um, it's probably the closest you'll get to a version, uh, an R-rated version for now of that. And you get Nicholas Cage, uh, and Scott Nicholas Cage, who is if you want something that's really dark but still has the the kid involvement, watch what Warner Brothers did with Banana Splits because right. that's dark and violent. Right. Uh, but this was very well done for what it was. Uh, it, from what I heard, it takes place. A lot of folks might might have whined, bitch, and complained that. It has nothing to do with the uh, the game. It didn't oh, take it, it, place it's the first game. It it it's it's based on the first game, but it's from what I was 
told its its own universe. It it has its uh, like it kind of develops the story of Mike Schmidt, who you play in the first game, right? As to why he's doing that job, because otherwise you're just a guy sitting at a desk watching security cams and trying not to get killed for right. you know five nights. Like I was, I was saying, it, it's its own universe outside of what we know the the big fans know but it's a good place for folks that never really played the games never watched MatPat, never watched markiplier never really dove into the the lore it's a good starting point for especially the parents who have kids that played this game watched markiplier watched MatPat. it's a good place for the parents to kind of get into it and i love the fact that they did not give us too much William Afton. A lot of people got pissed about that. So there's not enough spring trap, not enough William Afton. Like, did y'all forget the first game? We had the purple guy who set up the job for Mike Schmidt. And then stuff was hinted about at William Afton. And we didn't really deal with spring trap until later on in the game series. And like, we're getting that taste. Matthew Lillard's already got a three picture contract out of this. We're going to get more spring, spring trap and William Afton. It's a given. And and the thing is, speaking of Matthew Lord, uh, the the kind hearted soul that he is, I want to say kind, I don't know him personally, but he, he comes off on like his TikToks and all that uh, as a very kind hearted soul. Uh, yeah, I want to try his shaggy. He's been shaggy yeah, for um, an entire generation. I think he has his own um, whiskey out or. Uh, yep. I, I want to try that. Uh, well, what was Matthew, funny because yeah. his kids, his kids were the ones that convinced him. They're like, "Dad, you need to do this movie." Yeah, but it's a small part. It's going to build into something bigger for you. This is going to be huge. And yeah, if it wasn't for his kids talking him into it, we we probably you know wouldn't see as much mm-hmm. as Matthew Older we're going to see now. He he's like because at the time of the movie's release, the strike was still happening. He was uh, kind of. Promote, hiding the him promoting himself promoting it uh on TikTok. If you watch some of the videos yep. during that that you dropped, he was like, "Yeah, I, I, I'm going over to Freddy's for a few nights. I don't know, maybe about five. Uh, you know, he was saying stuff like that. Like he was going up to the line without actually approaching the lines. Like, yeah, uh, I can't talk about uh, the movie that's just. Well, I, I just wanted to come on here real quick, telling you that uh. Uh, I hope you can join me at uh, coming to my friend's uh, uh, place. Uh, I'm going to be there for five nights. Uh, his place is called Freddy's. So I hope you uh, I, stuff like that. He wasn't really promoting it, but promoting it. But uh, I'm it, just it ecstatic to see that with 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 the five nights kind of rocketing him into stardom yet again, and with the Scream franchise still being pretty relevant. I got a funny feeling we may see him in Scream 8 because mm-hmm. they did it enough and bashed us to death that Stu isn't dead. And yeah, it's we like- got uh, folks at home. Uh, one, if you watch it either in theater or right now, I don't know if it's still in theater, you you are able to find it on Peacock. Uh, there is a mid-credit scene mm-hmm. in regards to it. And there is a tail end Easter egg. It's a puzzle. Uh, you have to pick. It's a puzzle. You, you have to write it down. I didn't real. I heard it. Uh, I was intrigued. It wasn't until again, uh, watching TikTok and them revealing the what is because I, all you hear is C, O, 
M E. And you're like, what the hell is going on? All of a sudden you find out it's come uh, come find me. It spells out come find me. And it's that little it's that trope that a lot of 80s and 90s horror had is that little bit of an Easter egg of some, you know, a sequel without actually a that tail end of hey, the slasher's still alive. It's a little well, bit of a hit to a sequel. In a way, it's but a not trope. exactly. But. Yeah, it, it's a new take on a trope in a way. Well, it's about the, the character being alive. They're they're not alive, they're not quite dead. It's but I'm just making that reference to that it being a aha. I figured it was going to do that shit. Uh, not FNAF, uh, my computer. I was wondering why I was being a little bit laggy before we started. Uh, apparently, there's going to be an update. <laughs> Yay! Uh, well, it's good because we're finishing off FNAF, and that sounds like a good place so, to stop for the night. So, yes. Uh, but, uh, folks, uh, Will I be uh, probably rent uh, purchasing FNAF? I have so many. It'll be in my queue to pick up at some point. I have so many uh, movies in my if wish. If they have list. an extended R-rated cut? Yeah, I'll probably... Uh, Sasha will probably be getting it prior to me, and I'll probably be watching it there. You'll we'll be, be bogarting it. <laughs> I'll be bogarting it, and uh, we'll probably be talking about it here. So uh, let me put it like this. It's not just a promise. It's a promise. It's a promise. It's yeah, a I, promise. I personally am definitely going to pick it up on video, especially if there's an extended R-rated, R-rated cut. Because um, you could tell there were some scenes where you know it was toned down. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I'm a fan because of my kid. And my kid super enjoyed it. And I know a lot of critics shed on it because... I don't get it. And it's like, because the movie wasn't made for you, it was made for the fans that have been following this for the last 13, 14 years, however long it's been. And for some odd reason, it's, critics don't get that. Was it a hit in theaters? Did it uh, make bad yes. in theaters? Yes, it's still in theaters. In fact, uh, what is it? Peacock. Peacock's now regretting putting it on their network or their streaming channel. They're like, uh, we should, have, or was it Paramount? I can't remember which one. Is it Peacock or Paramount? It's, pa- it's Peacock. It's, it's Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, Peacock's regretting it because now they're like, we are making so much money at the theater. Imagine if we released this at theaters and then dropped it on Peacock. So it, it's good for, it's, yes, I'll say this. After so many years that of, we need, we want a FNAF. We want a FNAF movie. We want a FNAF movie. Not getting it and getting banana splits. Not getting it and getting uh Willy, you know, Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland. Uh and but now finally getting it. Both yeah, both very good movies. But now finally getting it, it after with a lot with especially with what a lot of folks or have been saying about the Hollywood industry. Uh, I'll put it like that. Uh, yeah, well, I want to be on the other side of the fence, and Sasha's allowed to yell at me. At but the end of the day, of- and here, here, here's the thing I want to bring up. This is something that a lot of non-mainstream people have followed this from the beginning have not known. Scott Cawthon has been 100% involved with this. In fact, 
he had told Hollywood, no, 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 you're not giving me a contract for something I created. I'm giving you a contract. And the moment you break those terms, I pull my movie. And that's why so many studios had started production on FNAF and then had to pull out because Scott was like, no, I don't like where this is going. Sorry, you don't have the rights. Bye. Because he had worked in the video game industry for so long. He had churches screw him over on contracts for making games for them. And he's like, no, I ain't doing the contract system. I built this franchise and this whole story on my own as an indie game developer you want to make a multi-million dollar movie, you do it by my rules or you don't do it at all. And that is in the spirit, if you be honest, because right. he knew what he had, is, he knew what his property what is. Saying, and it's like, I'm going to go on the right side for a lot for uh, Smedge. Uh, a lot with, it, it's one, it's what a lot of folks like me and I think Sasha been saying oh, for years, we need new content. We yes. need new content. Second time, here's new content. That's number one. Number two, this movie is based on a video game. And we don't, over the past 20, 30 years, we have not had the movies based on video games that are good, are few and far between. That's number two. Number three, this is showing uh, a lot of the big studios that we are, we as an audience are sick and tired of certain aspects at times shoved down our fucking throat. Yep. And it's going to be that prime example that a lot of folks, what about FNAF? That was a success. What about Top Gun 2? That was a success. What mm-hmm. about this? That's a success. Because it doesn't, might not support a narrative. It, these are great stories. And it's where I come from a lot of times and where I get pushed back and a lot of other people get pushed back uh, where I might be the right side of the aisle sometimes and when Sasha's on the left side. But again, we agree. A lot of times we agree on a lot of the points. Uh, but it's it's that this was a breath of fresh air. I enjoyed this movie. It's good to see. And um, let me put it like this. For those who out there that do critique it, critique it fairly. Uh, if you feel like a movie that is out there, whatever it is, is not for you, and yeah, don't watch one. Don't watch if you think FNAF is not for you. Don't watch it. Just don't bitch about it. Don't. Yeah, don't. You not have no every right movie to is made for everybody. I hate to right. say it. Not every book is written for everybody. You know, they yeah. have core audiences. And and the thing is, I'll bring the case in point is. I'm very critical about the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. Yep. The reason why I'm critical about it is because I watched it. I so watched it. I think tw- I watched it twice. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I don't. I, I'm not a fan, uh, and I have the right to critique it. I've watched the sequel, the final sequel of Star Wars movies. Was I hardly critical of it? Yes, I was because I watched it. And, yep. and it's not just because of member berries and nostalgia bait. I have, I watched it, therefore, going, you know, I have a right to talk about it. I have a right to an opinion about it. I want, and Sasha's, if she watches something, she has a right to talk about it. And I, if I watch it and I say, these are my issues with it, I didn't like those issues. And if Sasha likes those issues that I don't like, hey, 
there could be issues in movies that I like, Sasha doesn't like, and vice versa. Exactly. That there could be reasons. And sometimes I it let's take brain scan. I could watch it and not like it. Sasha could love it. It doesn't mean, you know, it, it could be a good movie. It could be a bad movie. Heck, both me and Sasha love it's, bad movies. It's, it's plenty I, of I will say it's it, it's a good bad movie, but you can see that there's something there with brain scan. It's I don't know how to describe it. There's a reason that it's underrated, but there's something there. And I don't know how to describe that. So with that, uh, I think uh, we've been at this like close to three hours, if not a little bit longer. We started what? 536, something like that. Something like that. Well, I said, I promise we're going to have a double sized episode, even though um, a lot of that was I'm going to pre show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for your show but hey it, hey it took a while it, it's good to have these this like i said folks this episode was probably uh chopped up into two parts one is going to be dropping on uh probably dropped on the usual wednesday the other one is dropping on will be dropping on black friday sometime so yep so you can enjoy watching that after you uh, enjoy consumerism and mass consumption the day before. I'll probably be dropping the full three out this whole thing on Black Friday, but audio the folks at home listening to audio, you're probably hearing this section on Black Friday. So yep. hope you bought your big screen TV and you killed a few <laughs> people doing it. <laughs> uh, remember, folks, wait if you're recording at, at any uh. Uh, chaos on Black Friday. Do not hold your phone like you're making fall. Turn it on its side. Yes, <laughs> we want that not vertical. <laughs> we want that full widescreen presentation. <laughs> right. So, we, um, because of all this, we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, uh, if not, uh, hope you uh, have a wonderful. I think it already happened. A happy newt. colonizers. Day of mass consumption. Uh, uh, let me put it like this, even though it might have happened already. May you have a wonderful wolfen newt. There we Look go. it up. Yes, I'm familiar. So, so with that, as, as I always say, you know, take care, creep it real, and unpleasant streams, and he's a gamer, and he's in a bikini. And right. <laughs> and if you want to me, if you want to see that, it's going to cost you money. Tip jar in the description down below. As always, I'm a gamer. I might be wearing a bikini.
And now, the Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It's a Long Coat Mafia Podcast! You screaming up! Hello everyone, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the reboot slash repost episode. If you have any questions, comments, or smart remarks, you can always send them my way at our email, which is longcoatmafia at gmail.com, or post them in the uh, the pinned post on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the Longcoat Mafia podcast. All the links are in the description down below. And just to let you know, this is the after show. And with the after show, a lot of what I am about to say or do say uh, is updates, my opinion on everything because when they are posted up on our Podbean account, differ slightly at times. So a lot could happen between then and this recording. So I'm going to give you a couple of updates or my opinions on those updates as so be it. So just wanted to let you all know that now. No updates or ad- additions for this particular episode or this part of the recording uh, like I did this past Wednesday. I will say this before I get into the tail end of everything. Uh, one, uh, if you've been hearing the, the my heater, it's because uh, it's pretty much the only uh, heat my house has. But since my house is small, uh, it's what I ha- have. Now, uh, for those of you wondering why I keep a lot of the uh, dead air or what seems to be a lot of dead air, it's because we tend to have EVPs that show up in our show. And it allows you out there the listener to do a little bit of ghost hunting if that is your thing and that being said if one uh if there's any updates that happened by the time this goes live or anything like that i might post up something either uh saturday or sunday but don't bank on it uh schedule will be back to normal this uh, upcoming Sunday, meaning a Monday and a Wednesday episode. And uh, if you wish to join in the conversation or report any EVPs or anything like that, electro- electronic voice phenomena or uh, anything of the like, you're more than welcome to do so or join in the conversation uh, by sending us an email like I told you in the beginning of the show. It's longcoatmafia at gmail.com. Leaving a comment on our Facebook page which is facebook.com slash Podcast, or uh, leaving a comment on uh, Podbean or Good Pods. We'll see it there. But uh, leaving a comment on uh, Facebook or uh, emailing us is usually the best way. Uh, DMing us on Twitter. All our links are in the description down below. As for supporting our show, if you so wish to support our show financially... And you you may do so. We have a GoFundMe tip jar uh, to tip that way. We have a uh, Patreon uh, form of tip jar. If you want to do that, I have to post there. If you want us to post more on Patreon, uh, send us an email of what you would like to see and how we could approve our our Patreon uh, stuff. Uh, Let's see, what else? We also have... Uh, our sponsor, Dubby, our link 
to that is in the description down below along with our social media link um, but it, as always it's dubby.gg uh, when you go there check out use the code LCM podcast and for 10% off your order now how I have been neglecting uh, my co-host not Sasha but I still consider this gentleman my co-host that is Big Candy. He's one of the show's founders, or I should say one of the founders behind Long Coat Mafia Podcast. He was there at the beginning. I consider him a founder. I consider him a co-host. If you wish to support him, I do believe he still has his Teespring page up. If you wish to support him in his endeavors, you're more than welcome to do so. His link is in the description down below, so visit him uh, and buy a t-shirt off of him and especially if you want to wear a t-shirt that he has designed or if you know somebody that would love one of his t-shirts remember it is black friday uh and i don't know if he's going to have any i don't know remember i said that i don't know if he's going to have any deals for this black friday but um if you buy one of his shirts it's a perfect gift for one of your friends that are is into kind of the punk design or weird designs uh pick one up for a friend or a loved one or whatever uh, same thing with uh w if you know somebody that likes energy drinks consider getting uh, a can of w off of us instead of a can of g fuel um, but uh if you are tapped out or things are very snug for you this holiday season uh remember this uh, though we are pushing our Patreon, our tip jars, our Dubby uh, sponsor. Uh, we are just as grateful for them to do what uh, they choose to do in regards to supporting us financially as we are if you chose to support us by subscribing to us on one of the many uh, podcast outlets out there. Uh, following us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, the whole nine yards. All that is just as important and just as honorable, and we respect that from you, just like if you supported us VIA financially. We get you. We understand. A lot of times, we're in the same boat as you. So, that that's us being humble we respect you if you want to like comment subscribe uh it, it helps us in the long way long run because we are a very tiny independent podcast and everything helps whether you want to subscribe again if whether if you want to subscribe to sasha's only fans or if you want to buy something off of us in regards to dubby or subscribe to our Patreon or whatever. Liking and sharing us and you know subbing up to us is just as important. Just on the same level, we appreciate everybody who likes and subs to us as we do to those who want to gift us a couple of extra bits of cash. So you both, all of you are equal in our eyes and all of it's appreciated if you did so. All of it. Every single one of you. Every single one. And remember, remember this. I know things are tight, but listening to your favorite podcast, especially us, is the best thing you can do. Why? It's free. 
That's why. It's free to listen to us. It's free to like us. It's free to subscribe to us. That's why. It, subscribe to our, uh, not just us, if you have a favorite podcast out there, well, wh- whoever it is, if it is free, you are doing something wonderful. You're supporting an indie creator. Sub- subbing to that podcast, subbing to that YouTube channel, liking their posts, uh, commenting, the whole nine yards is important. It, it's the cheapest thing. It's the, it makes that podcaster happy. It makes us happy. It makes them happy. Support everybody regards this. Hey, this weekend, it, this Saturday is Sport Small Businesses. We're not a business, and a lot of small indie podcasts are not businesses because we don't earn anything in regards to uh, uh, funds. Hey, we don't. We haven't gotten any funds from W yet. We haven't gotten any subs on our Patreon. We haven't gotten any tips on our uh, uh, on our uh, tip jar, GoFundMe tip jar, since we got you know this laptop. We haven't. We're doing all this for you. We're not expecting that. All, all we ask for you, at least, is to subscribe and all that. That supports us as a small independent creator. So that's the best thing you can do this Saturday. Recommend us out there to everybody and ask us to sub. Uh, ask. That's what we're asking you to do. That is to sub up this weekend if you haven't done already. Because it's small it's not just Small Business Saturday. It's Small Creator Saturday. And the best thing you could do is sub up to us if you haven't done so already and interact with us. Or your favorite uh, podcast if you haven't done so with them either. Whether it's be on YouTube or what have you. Because everything counts. Please do so. Give us a chance. Sub to us one way or another. All our links are in our bio. Sub up to your favorite creator. Please. What more can we say other than outside of see you next episode is this. I'm a gamer. I'm wearing a bikini. See you next time on the Long Coat Mafia.